Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael J, and this is Hypothetical. This week, back with me, the man behind the boards, I'm Jenny. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, being the official co-host of Hypothetical, it's it's good to be back. Oh, do you want me to talk? <laughs> yeah, that that's how this works. I mean, uh, were you expecting me to dig into you like I always do? No, no. I mean, you said you're the co-host. I figured you could just run with the show now. I can just go take a nap. No, you're the host. You don't get to be lazy. All right. Well, then let's jump into this. Uh, for our warm-up game today, uh, we are celebrating 4th of July, Independence Day here in the U.S., day after the 3rd of July, day before the 5th of July, Thursday this year. Ten days before Bastille Day. Sure. Three days after Canada Day or something. To honor that or to recognize that, we are going to participate in a 4th of July parade by designing and riding in our very own 4th of July floats. And I want to know what your float is going to look like which parade you're going to ride in because there's all sorts of parades all across the country, uh, whom you're going to invite to be on your float and what makes your float unique. And if you're promoting a cause or a business or a community organization, which one are you promoting with your float? Okay. Um, this is actually a difficult one. I hate parades. Okay. I hate floats. I think they're a waste of good traffic. How do you define um, good traffic? Traffic that's actually flowing instead of streets being blocked off. Okay. Yes. Um, but if I must block traffic for people that actually need to get places and make floats and all that stuff for a holiday. Um, hmm. Family-friendly show. Okay. Uh, sorry, I had to remind myself there. Also, most 4th of July, float, uh, most 4th of July parades are family-friendly too. Right. Right. Yes, for the most might, part. You might want to avoid the stripper poles. No, it's not going to be stripper poles. Uh, you know that painting of dogs playing poker? Okay, it's going to be the world leaders in the 1770s playing poker. Okay. With Benjamin Franklin jumping up and down, being just the most obnoxious person at the table, pointing and laughing at everyone else. And he's going to be doing that for the duration of the parade on the float. So they're not actually playing? No, it's, it's just, it's, the float is made to look like a poker parlor. And they're right. playing poker, and Franklin is celebrating because he just whooped up on all of them. Right, but it's they're not. It's not like a live game of poker. No, not like a live game of poker. Because that would be really interesting if you like took the founding fathers and like created a World Series of Poker float. Yeah, but what if what if like the founding fathers lost to France? That would not look good. No, on just amongst the founding day. Just amongst the founding fathers. Oh, no, no, no. See, it's got to be... George, George, to Washington, actually, George Washington can be the dealer and everybody else uh -huh. can be around tables players. Like, that'd be fun You know, that watch. actually makes a better float idea. Okay, you're right. So we bring in the founding fathers. Yeah. We have them do an actual game of poker. I like where you're going with this. Yeah. But we got the founding fathers playing poker, World Series poker style. Okay. We've got awesome food being grilled. We've got yeah. all of them with their favorite American whiskey of choice. You know, Jack Daniels. Evan Williams, Jim Bean, that thing, all the, all the good stuff. And we just celebrate the most redneck of America that can be celebrated. Okay. Well, can, uh, can Thomas Jefferson have four loco for his drink, even though it's banned? Yeah, TJ can have four loco. Okay. Um, 
I think what we need to do is the table needs to be one of those like folding picnic tables and they all need to be on cheap plastic lawn chairs. Okay. And there needs to be a riding lawnmower in the background. Well, why don't you have a riding lawnmower pull the float? No, a riding lawnmower on the float with a rocket-powered tractor pulling the float. <laughs> okay. Like I said, we're going full redneck 4th of July on this one. <laughs> I mean, you do a nice job of incorporating the theme of 4th of July, though, by including the oh, founding yeah. fathers. Huh, well, and okay. I mean, that, that's kind of what your typical... Uh, it's it's kind of what your typical backyard Fourth of July looks like in this part of the country. Sure. Uh, how much are uh, the stakes? How much are they betting? Hmm. I think the overall purse is going to be fifty million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Who's uh, supplying the money? Um. And is that fifty million dollars founding fathers' time, like seventeen seventy six, or fifty million dollars in today's dollars? Uh, fifty million in today's dollars, which would be like six bucks back then, probably. Wow, inflation. Well, you know what? Since uh, you have to be on the float too, maybe you should be the dealer. No, I'm just going to be the guy sitting back watching and drinking Natty Ice. <laughs> okay. Is is Natty Ice still a beer? I, you're asking the wrong person. I, I don't know. I don't drink beer. Okay. So so yeah, that that's my float. Um, yeah. Festive. Yeah, but not quite festivus. No. no, it's 4th of July. Right, right. Okay. And I think it makes sense to actually do this at the Washington, D.C. 4th of July parade. Okay. I mean, especially now that it's becoming more of a, a military parade. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a good change of pace to have America's military led by the Founding Fathers yuckling it up like rednecks. Okay. Interesting. It, it seems appropriate. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd watch that float. I think it'd be good. I mean, everyone yeah. would look at that float and then turn around and go home and then traffic would be able to flow again. Right. But it's being driven by tractors, so it'll take a while. Rocket-powered tractor. Those things can go pretty fast. Okay. You, say. you ever watch a mud pull? Nope. You really need to, man. Those things are pretty epic. I'll uh, have to take your word on that. I'm going to have to take some other people's word for it. They've told me it's epic. I've never been. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you uh, chose to stay on theme here because my floats are... Not really. Fourth Wait, of July. Did you just theme. say floats with an S? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, let me hear it. I, I'll try and combine a couple of them because I had a bunch. But we're going to start with the obvious one, which is the hyper float, right? Which is going to be a hypothetical theme float. I mean, just I have to do it because I have to promote the show. And it will have, it'll feature uh, Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles taking turns driving the float, obviously. We're going to have Mike TV playing children's songs. We're going to have the float itself is going to be a double dare obstacle course. Okay. So we're going to have like the giant nose and we're going to have the Sunday slide and a bunch of the, as many obstacles as we can fit onto a standard size float, which is probably like two, but we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll make it multi-level. Well, you can also redefine standard size. True. So Mark Summers will obviously be on the float uh, commentating the obstacle course. Uh, since I have to be on the float, I will volunteer to run the obstacle course and I also get to uh, achieve one of my childhood dreams. And I suppose I need somebody to race against. No, I don't. In the obstacle course, I just need a teammate. Right. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll work on that. I'm not sure who I'd pick. I don't know. Maybe you can take Scott. Sure. Yeah, I, I hear he likes doing stuff like that. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. uh, you know, any good hyper... Uh, any good... Parade float is handing stuff out 
to the crowd, you know, because the kids really into it. Kids run out of the street, avoid getting hit by vehicles that are coming down the parade. Uh, so we're going to hand out a hypothetical themed sippy cup flask. <laughs> right? <laughs> Perfect for everyone. Can never have um, too many, never have wow. too many drinking devices. Yes, you can, but okay. <laughs> it's just a flask. If you have too many, then you look at it and go, wait, which one am I going to use today? And then you don't drink because you're too busy trying to choose. Well, you just start drinking until it's empty and then just grab another one. Or you just drink straight from the bottle and then you sit there and hate yourself for wasting alcohol money on all the flasks. Well, we're handing these out. These are these are freebies. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay. Yeah, that works. And you don't have to put alcohol in it. I mean, it's a sippy cup too. It's got the sippy cup top. It's got handles on the side. I don't think that makes it better, Michael. I'm just saying. I mean, if you want to put alcohol in it and you're of legal age, go for it. Fair if enough. You, you want to fill it with Gatorade or water or your beverage of choice, go for it. And because it's hypothetical, we're going to make the float actually float. Uh, we're going to turn it into a, uh, a hovercraft. I don't know how that's going to work, but somehow we're going to make it without, without wheels, uh, but still has to be driven because Stevie and Ray need something to do. You know, there is one thing you could do. What's that? Um, take some of the jet engines from the Harrier jet and use those to hover the float. Uh, sure, if that'll work. I think it would. I think if you got like two or three of them, it would work. Yeah, I don't know. It's got to keep moving forward, though. We got to keep the parade moving so we can get back to what you call good traffic. Although I think anybody that sees a hypothetical float going down the street is going to consider that to be great traffic. But who might be the arbiter of traffic? Yeah, but traffic won't be flowing. It'll just be hypothetical. Oh, it'll be floating. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I'll give you one more float. This is the float I really want to build. Is it a root beer float? No. Oh. No, because this float is going to make me a fortune. Is it a wheel? No, there's no wheel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's not wheel of fortune. There's no puzzles to guess. It's really Fine. simple. It's a really simple float. The float's going to have ATMs on each side. And we're going to place the float behind one of those marching bands. You know, the really slow ones that stop like every 100 feet to do another performance of some sort. Yes. They take forever because we need our Mm -hmm. float to go slow because people need time to swipe their cards and and put their pin and get their cash out because next to the ATMs on the float are going to be Slurpee machines because we're going to sell Slurpees as we go down the parade route because we're going to go to whichever parade has the hottest temperature on the 4th of July. So people need something cool to cool themselves off with. And you know people are unprepared when it comes to these types of things. So we're going to charge 20 bucks a pop for a Slurpee. That's why we have the ATM. And I'm going to make a fortune doing so. That's actually not a bad idea. I mean, it's bad in like an evil way, but it's going to make me a fortune. Well, I mean, as long as you say you donate at least like 10% to a charity of some type, then it suddenly becomes good. No, we're just taking advantage. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. I figured you would try to thinly veil it as something nice and humanitarian. No, no, no. It's a very honest float. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, not not a bad one. Um, I think both of your floats could actually be in the same parade because I would like to see people doing the obstacle course at the hottest parade. Well, I, since I'm doing the obstacle course, I don't want it to be the hottest parade. I think it would be a, a good seller, entertainment oh, and a Slurpee. Well, I mean, there's that. What we could do is 
where wherever the hottest parade is, uh, right behind the the Slurpee float, we can have another double dare float and charge people to run the obstacle course on the float. And instead of slime, have it filled with Slurpees. Sure. And then we can also cash only and have ATM set up from the other float and just, you know, pay us in cash. Okay, that works. Uh, I, I like that. That's actually... Actually, uh, then we don't even need the Slurpee machines because we could just take the Slurpees from the obstacle course. After someone goes through it, we could just... You know, no, dip a no, cup stick, with, stick with the machines. Stick no, with no, the no. machines. Why, why waste the money on the machines? Communicable diseases. That's why. But I'll already be long gone by the time people get sick. You can still get sued. Extradition, man. It's a thing. <laughs> people understand. No. We'll have some sort of disclaimer on the float. We live in a country where you can be sued for your coffee being five degrees too hot. Yeah, but, you know, you have to uh, sign a waiver before you can approach the float. Okay, okay. Maybe that'll work. Maybe it won't, yeah. but I'm glad it's you and not me. I'll, I'll stick with my redneck founding father float. I'm glad it's me too. I'm going to make a fortune. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of making fortunes, let's move on to the main game. Yeah. Um. I'm suddenly regretting my life choices for choosing this one. So for today's main game, we are going to make a fortune by creating a new line of clothing. I want to know what the name of your brand or clothing line is, what the overarching theme of your line of clothes is going to be, who the target market is, how your sizing is going to work. Is it true to size? Is it vanity sizing? Something else. Where do you plan to sell this line of clothing? Uh, Describe each piece in the collection. How much is it going to cost? How are you going to market it? And finally, who's going to model your new line of clothing for you at Fashion Week. What are you going to uh, put together for us? So the clothing line is going to be the average John Doe. The average John Doe. Okay. The average John Doe. I think you can already see where I'm going to go with this one here. It's redundant clothes? No, no, no. They're just going to be average. Okay. So the first thing, though, we are going to do one thing. People say cargo shorts are dead. Up yours, they're not. They're actually very useful when you need a lot of pockets, which is quite often. Okay. Only hipsters think that pockets are dead. Okay. Part of the average John Doe line is going to be generic stuff. So we're going to have one style of jeans, one style of cargo pants, one style of cargo shorts, one style of khaki dress slacks, and one style of black t-shirt. So this is essentially like uh, an homage to Steve Jobs' wardrobe. Yeah, but no turtleneck. Right, right. So I said an homage and not actually the Steve Jobs' wardrobe. And you have to sign a waiver to actually take baths. (laughs) Wait, what? That was the creepy rumor of his, that he didn't like to bathe. Okay, but why do we have to sign a waiver to take baths? If If you're going to buy average John Doe. Yeah. Then you need to, uh, we, we're promoting good hygienics here. Okay. We're promoting good hygienics. Okay. So why do you need a waiver? Because we want you to actually commit to actually being a decent human being. If you're going to be an average John Doe. So you have to sign a contract that says that you will. You have to sign a contract that says you will be average. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Weird. Not sure you're going to yeah. sell much that way, but go for it. it it's the contract of average. Sure. That's what it's called, the contract of average. <laughs> okay. Now, when you say one style of each, does that mean only one color of each, too? One color, one fit, 
I mean, multiple sizes because, well, the well, average John Doe comes in different sizes. One, you could just make one gigantic size and then just have like drawstrings yeah. or something. No, it's got to have the same look of the fit on each okay. person. Okay. So like the legs have to look, the, they have to look right on a string beam the same way they would on someone my size. So the sizing should be fairly true to size and it should be pretty average, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to okay. be average, yeah. You're, okay. you're not going to stand out. You're going to blend in. All right. Uh, how much are pieces in this collection going to cost? So we're going to go with average pricing. Your average t-shirt runs between $6 and $11 for wholesale pricing on actual good fabric. We're going to use the wholesale pricing. Not much of a markup. So I'd say $15 for a shirt, $35 for a pair of shorts, $45 for a pair of pants. You know, average pricing for these things. Okay. For the generic white cutoff socks. Yeah. Then those are going to be, uh, you know, $20 for a 10-pack. So average pricing. Okay. And where are you going to sell this? We're going to open up these big average-looking box stores. Okay. And we're going to sell them nationwide. It's not going to be a flashy store either. So you know like how Best Buy has the giant tag on it and JCPenney used to have those weird JP signs on them back in the 90s that was kind of creepy. Um, We're not going to be that flashy. It's just going to be a store that looks like a, a box. And well, it's going to be the average shop. And that's what it's going to be called, the average shop. It's only going to sell average John Doe and average Jane Doe clothes. Exactly. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, how are you going to market this? That's where it gets interesting. So I think our our campaign should be everyone gets ahead when you're average. Everyone gets ahead when you're average. Yes. Yourself included? Yes. So by being average, you get ahead? Yes. Haven't you ever heard of communism? It works. Quit asking questions. Oh, okay. So you're marketing this to like the communist crowd. No, marketing it to everybody for the betterment of society. Right. Okay, Stalin. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Just because my name's Yevgeny doesn't mean you get to take it that far. I mean, you're trying to preach communism with your new line of clothes. I'm trying to preach a better social construct. Are you going to have the old Soviet flag as the tag on your clothes? No, because that stands out. That's not average. We're going right, to have a tree. But it preaches communism. Maybe the, right. old, maybe the old East German flag. No, we're not going to have that either. We're just going to have a tree. Because a tree blends into a forest. Okay. A hammer and sickle tears down the forest. And you don't want a hammer and sickle because that's communism. Which we're totally preaching, but not preaching. It, now I'm confused. <laughs> exactly. You're not the average John Doe. Nor am I a communist. Yeah, just because we're preaching communism. I, no, wait, wait, wait. We are not preaching communism. It, you might be preaching communism. We'll get you to be our spokesperson eventually. It'll just take time. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. So, since this is a communist clothing line, is it going to be made in North Korea? No, it's going to be made in North Chicago. Okay, it's going to be very expensive. Well, fair enough. I mean, I, I, I need to bring jobs to America so they can realize that we are bettering society by bringing the average John Doe and Jane Doe to America. Okay. With communist clothes. Just because they're average 
and we're preaching the communal betterment of society. Are, are your clothes going to have a lot of buttons on them? We're going to stick with the Levi model, no more than five. Got and it. it's a t-shirt. It doesn't have buttons. Okay. And does upper management get better clothes than everybody else? No. No. Why, why would we? Oh, is that how communist society works? The, the politicians get better stuff than the, the commoners? No. No. That's, that's not how... That's not how it works. That's why you've never actually seen a true communist society in this world. I only know the stereotypes. Yeah, the stereotypes have gotten it wrong. Well, I was into your clothing line for a while until it went all communist dummy. Well, you know, we had a good idea and then we let the foreign influence come in and it just happened, man. Uh This is what happens when you let a foreign power influence your decisions. Not responding to that. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> who's going to model the average John Doe and average Jane Doe line of clothes at Fashion Week? I think Ryan Reynolds would be really good for the average John Doe. He's a good celebrity, but he's not the greatest. He's he's just average. Either him or Will Wheaton. One of those two. Okay, so so far, actually, Will Wheaton is more average. So I would have Will Wheaton do it. So far, you've offended every person that believes in democracy, plus Ryan Reynolds fans and Will Wheaton fans. Yes. Who are you going to offend on the, the women's side? That is a much harder position to fill. Um, a much harder position to fill. This is the part where you tried to redeem yourself with the, uh, the female audience? No. No, this is one where I just admit that I don't know who would be a good spokesperson. I think we would go ahead and have a... Not a spokesperson, a model. Well, models are spokespeople. Sure. They really are. When you look at it, they really are. Well, I mean, you are trying to spread a message with your clothing, so... Right. Um, I think what we could do is we would allow our... We, we would allow our patrons... Uh, sorry. We would allow our customers to vote on which model they would want to model the average Jane Doe. And it could be a write-in ballot. So it would be popular vote. So that, that sends a conflicting message because on the one hand, it's very communist of you to say that you allow your customers to participate. On the other mm-hmm. hand, you're, lo- you're giving them the opportunity to vote, which is very anti-communist. Mm-hmm. I'm just pointing out that this is a very confusing I don't see anything line. wrong with this. Really, this should be called the confusing John Doe line. Average is confusing. Huh. I'll have to think about that. You'll be thinking about this for for minutes to come after we quit recording today. Yeah, I'm done thinking. (laughs) So now that I've managed to break you, what are you going to do for your clothing? Well, I don't have a brand name yet. I have to work on that. Okay. But I do have a theme, an overarching theme for my line of clothes. And it's going to be the theme of this line of clothing is fashionable practicability. So... Oh, boy. No, no, no. This is cool. All the pieces in this collection are going to be super practical. They all have a purpose. Okay? Because sometimes, you know, you see clothes, you're like, what in the world are they thinking? Like, there's no... This thing doesn't do anything. It's... The shirt barely covers my body. It's something stupid. Everything we have in this collection is practical, serves its purpose. But unlike other practical clothing, this line is actually going to be fashionable. We're going to make it look cool. We're going to feed off fashion trends. 
We're going to establish new trends. We're going to blend that with the practicality of each item in this collection. The collection is targeted towards men, at least initially. There's only so many pieces you can make at one time. It just I don't know enough about women's clothing yet or children's clothing to say this is the these are the right pieces for the collection. So we're starting out with the men's clothing line, focused on fashionable practicability. And I'll give you an idea of some of the products that uh, are going to be part of this collection, some of the pieces. I mean, I'm going to be honest. If you say mankini, I'm just going to no. go ahead and... Uh... No, no, there's no mankinis in this collection. Thank God. Okay. Um... Yeah, no, no, no. There's no practicality in a mankini. They might be fashionable, but they're not practical. I've been waiting for this moment on hypothetical for so long. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Mankinis are awesome. Oh, well, okay, there goes my moment. Man, I don't know. I I, I can't really anticipate what's going to come from your mind, so lay it on me. What's going on here? What, what's in the, right. what's in the so clothing line? It's the, the cool thing about this line is there's something for everyone. There, there's a little bit of everything in this line. Not all pieces go together. You wouldn't necessarily wear all the pieces at the same time, but different pieces for different applications. So you know how there's tearaway pants that were like yes. popularized by like basketball players that wear them in warmups and they could just tear the pants off? I may or may not still have a pair. Yeah. Right. You know, the buttons down the sides. Mm-hmm. Well, they never came out with tearaway shirts. Perfect for the swimming pool, the beach. You know, you want to go take a dip in the water. You want to take off your shirt real quick, take a quick dip. Boom, done. Okay. There, there's a reason though for the tearaway pants. Yeah. You didn't want to have to take off your shoes to get your pants off. Yes. There's nothing standing in the way of you taking a shirt off over your head. Yes. That would take like two or three seconds. A tearaway shirt will take less than one. So when you get hot and you want to take a dip in the pool, boom, you just save the second or two. What are you doing where taking a shirt off takes two or three seconds? You never know. You are, you know, I can't call you weird because I just went on a huge communist tirade for my clothing line. (laughs) Right. It, uh, also, you have to agree that tearaway shirt is genius. The tearaway shirt <laughs> is unique. Yeah, it's going to be great. Not necessarily genius. Okay, so it's unique. You understand the practicality of it. I understand that it exists. Okay. We're going to make it fashionable, though. It's going to be a cool looking shirt. It's going to have the, the shirt is going to be hyper color. Remember that thing from like the early 90s? Those shirts that were like pink. And then when it you like put your hand on it, they would like turn blue or purple. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to I make, used to own so many of those. We're bringing that back with the tearaway shirts. It's okay. Gonna the, okay. So that's going to be like, we're taking that retro look, making it fashionable again, putting the practicality of the tearaway into that shirt. Things going to be huge, hot seller, be available next spring in our collection. Okay. That's the first item. All right, you see where I'm going with this now? It's practical, it's fashionable, it's just awesome. Still not so, 100% unpractical because tearaway doesn't make sense, but okay, keep going. Okay. This next one is 99% practical. That should be a name of podcast. 99% practical. Yeah. And you know how you see dudes wearing tank tops and you're like, man, they really should have sleeves. Like, I don't need yeah. to see your hairy pits, your nasty arms. Can't you just have some sleeves? Or can't you at least shave? Oh, I don't know if I want every guy shaving their pits either. It's whatever. I'd rather you just cover them up. So Fair enough. Okay. We are going to create a line of sleeves for tank tops. It's just the sleeve for each arm. Okay. They'll be designed for different cuts of tank tops because, you know, different tank tops have different cuts, right? So they'll be, you know, different styles. They'll be sold in pairs. They're sleeves for tank tops. I would hope they would be sold in pairs. <laughs> well, I mean, it's unfortunate for the, uh, the one-arm folks. 
Oh, but, really? But, really? I mean, that's where you go with it? I guess, it? you know, it depends how you look at it. It's unfortunate or we are just providing them with a free backup. They happen to lose one sleeve for their one arm. Instead of unisex clothing where it can go for both places, it's uniarm clothing. Sure. Which is both <laughs> offensive and useful. Maybe. I'm not sure if we're going to use that in our marketing, but we'll see. So sleeves for tank tops. They're going to come in all sorts of colors uh, and different fabrics. So we'll have like the, uh, that like athletic clothing material for, you know, the, like the stuff that like wicks your sweat, whatever. We'll have regular cotton t-shirt material. Right. Whatever types of materials that tank tops come in. We're going to have these tearaway, or not tearaway, these uh, sleeves sold in matching pairs uh, and, you know, available in different materials. We'll have all your standard colors. So it'll still look good. Uh, and they will, you just slide right onto your arms and they connect to your, your tank tops. Okay. So very practical, fashionable because it makes something that's not fashionable halfway decent again. So it's actually bringing additional fashion to the, to the table. It's, in, it's, it's so fashionable, it's making your other clothes fashionable. Okay, that's a little weird, but okay, I'll, 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 but true. I'll allow it. All right, let's move on to undergarments. We are going to have, in this line, self-cleaning underwear. How? I don't know. Um, okay. But there's self-cleaning ovens and stuff, so why can't there be self-cleaning underwear? Underwear is not supposed to be bulky, and I think the cleaning mechanism would add bulk. Well, I'm hoping that we'll have a breakthrough before the springtime where we can, when we introduce this new product, the self-cleaning underwear. It'll come in, in both boxer briefs and boxer brief forms. We'll have cool, trendy patterns, so it'll look good. And it'll clean itself. I mean, you should still wash it in a washing machine because, well, it's underwear, but it'll self-clean too. I'm... Now you, okay. can't argue, you can't argue practicability there. No, you can, but I don't know where to begin. Because underwear is something you have to wash. Yes. So if it, you know, if it cleans it for itself, that is practical. I don't think you're going to find a non-bulky apparatus for self-cleaning. I'm not worried about the bulkiness. I mean, what, what, what's the marketing going to be? Are you happy to see me or is that self-cleaning underwear? Boom, done. Thanks for doing my ads. Damn it. That's pretty good. See, even you believe in the self-cleaning underwear. Belief and mocking are two different things, Michael. Just remember that. Yeah, well, you gave me a good, uh, good slogan for the ads. I appreciate it. I don't know how I feel about the fact that I just gave you perfect ammunition for that. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'll help me with the next item too on the list. So on top of your underwear, you're going to have adjustable length pants slash shorts with a hidden dial. So temperatures change. Sometimes pretty dramatically, pretty quickly. Sometimes you want to wear pants, but then you get too hot and you just want shorts. Sometimes you're wearing shorts and it starts to get a little colder out. And you want pants or the bugs start coming out. So you want pants, pants to cover your legs. Or you just wear shorts all year round and you maybe put on a jacket when it gets cold and you let your legs do what legs do. Some people, but those aren't the people that we're targeting with our new line of clothing. Oh, cool. I'm exempt from buying this clothing. Nice. Oh, I'm sure you'll buy the underwear. You say that now. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you liked it so much you came up with an ad campaign for it. I was trying to mock it, not make it better. So by adjustable length pants slash shorts, you're going to have a hidden dial inside one of the pockets. You just t- twist the dial. You turn it clockwise to make it shorter, counterclockwise to make them longer. So 
You can have shorts, capris, full-length pants, short shorts. I could see one bad thing happening. What's that? The bad thing I could see happening here is people that like to fidget. If you put that dial in one of their front pockets and they're fidgeting with their pants, people are going to assume other things. Yeah, that's not my problem. And also, don't put the dial in the same pocket that's close to the apparatus for the self-cleaning underwear. Because what if you put your underwear on the clean cycle while you're wearing it and adjusting your pants? Oh, no. The the self-clean underwear is going to work while you're wearing it. Okay. No. No, Michael. No. I don't know how it's going to work, but it's going to work. It's a bad idea. It's not going to work. Don't do it. It is, and I am. So, I mean, it's a a cool thing about the hidden dial is that it's mechanical. It's We minimize the number of pieces, so it's less likely to break, be built very sturdy. Uh, and the, the dial itself should last longer than the, the pants. And of course, these are going to be super fashionable. We're going to make them in all sorts of materials. We'll have your standard khakis. We'll have your jean materials, your denim, whatever you want to call it. We'll have sweatpants, athletic pants, all different types of pants slash shorts. So whatever your needs are, we've got you covered, or at least your legs covered. Nice recovery. Yeah. I think you covered it quite well. And uh, they'll look good whether they're shorts or pants or somewhere in between. All right, I got two more items. Okay. In this fashion line. One is a very specialty item. It's aimed more towards the outdoorsy people, so not me. And it is right. a, a camping jacket. It's a jacket you wear to go camping. And it's going to be super cool looking. Whatever the trendy look is for a jacket, we're going to make it look cool. We've got to be fashionable. But as cool as it looks, it's going to be even more practical. Because the camping jacket's going to have a built-in magnesium panel to start fires. Because starting a fire right next to your body is not a bad idea. Uh, What? (laughs) No, but sometimes you want to start a fire when you go camping. And maybe you forgot to bring some flint or some something to start the fire with. So we're going to have a built-in magnesium panel. Okay, that's bad idea number one. Okay, so bad idea number two for this jacket? It's going to have a built-in water filtration system built into the sleeve. So you stick your sleeve in the water and you drink through a straw that comes up by the shoulder? That's one way to do it. Also, when it's raining, you could just start drinking. It'll be the purest rainwater you ever drank. Okay. Still slightly disturbed, but go ahead yeah. and keep going. Or you can just pour water into it. Uh, it's going to have a hood, you know, in case it rains and stuff, but the hood is going to light up so you have an overhead light. Not like those mining hats, but like a full-on strip of uh, lead color-changing lights. So whatever type of light, whatever type of light you might need uh, at night, be built right into your hood, so you'll be able to see everything. Did you just say LED? Yeah, LED. Yeah, I've just I, I've never heard someone actually just call it LED. Just yeah, I've well, always heard people break it out into the syllables LED. Don't forget, I'm lazy. <laughs> Less syllables. Okay, okay, I didn't know. Okay, LED is so, one, LED is three. I saved myself two syllables, but now I have to explain it. I'm using a lot more syllables. So. Now it's kind of taken away the, the benefits of the laziness of it. Okay, so you can light yourself on fire. You can use your arm as a giant straw. You can blind yourself with the hood. And then when you're ready to go to sleep, it'll have a built-in blanket and pillow. It'll just kind of roll out from the back so you don't have to take the jacket off. That's I mean, going like, to be a bulky jacket. No, 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 no. It's going to be super thin. It's going to be like a c- compression material, so it'll keep you warm, but it'll be very thin. It'll keep you nice and snug and cozy. And the pillow, I don't really know how we're going to do that without being too bulky. But, you know, like those airline pillows, those are pretty thin. Those aren't that bulky. Okay. 
right? So it's like an all-in-one camping jacket. Like you could ditch your backpack. Don't ditch your backpack, people. <laughs> this is a horrible idea. <laughs> this is amazing. Amazing is a word, just not a word I would use for this. Well, I saved the, the best for last. Okay. Before we get to that, though, I probably should figure out what the name of my brand is. Um, it's got to be fashionable and practical. Maybe limit the number of syllables, too. I, I, missing links. There's nothing I, missing. This clothes got everything. Uh, it, it kind of... I think we're going to just we're gonna make this really simple. Oh, no. We're just going to call this clothing line A, as in the letter A. Do you know of another clothing line called A? I, I don't think there is. Right. Simple, short, practical, fashionable. Okay. Um, like, but in Canada, it will be called A, e, spelled E-H, but only in Canada. Fair enough. Uh, um, I'm just, I'm perplexed on this one, Michael. <laughs> I'm perplexed. And I got to figure out where I'm going to sell this to. I think this is the kind of thing that's going to sell well online because you get like those like ridiculous uh, video ads that just show somebody like using the product to perfection and you're like, oh my goodness, this is the smartest thing ever. I have to have this. So it'd be like quick stop motion videos of people using these products like the tearaway shirts and the, the sleeves for the tank tops. You know, kind of a kind of a side note here. You could use your company for good. And for every two camping jackets that are purchased, yeah. a camping jacket is donated to a homeless person. Yeah, could do something like that. There we go. Oh, actually, you know what? I have two more items on the list. I, I forgot one earlier. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So first, I'll tell you the one I forgot. Then I'll give okay. you the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Coup d'etat or coup de grace? Coup de grace. Coup de grace. Coup de grace. So first is, you know those beer helmets? Those old baseball helmets that have the beer cans on each side? Yes. Yeah. We're going to make fashionable ball caps. Not helmets, but caps with a drinking apparatus built in. I think that's already been done. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be essentially a beer helmet, but with a hat instead. And made it look good. Oh, okay. So it's not going to be a generic blue cap with the, the headpiece that holds the beer cans on the side. No, no, no. The, in fact, it might not even hold cans. It might just have a, like a reservoir built over the top of the hat and you just pour your drink into it like a pouch. And then that feeds into a straw that comes through your hat into your mouth. So kind of like how a Packers fan has that giant wedge of cheese on their head. Imagine the cheese, but filled with booze. Yeah, but imagine a regular good-looking hat. Right, like the cheese head. No, like a baseball hat with an extra layer hidden in the material. Right, like the cheese head. No, not in the shape of a triangle. You're just not a Packers fan. Uh, well, I was. Uh, or I am more than a Bears fan. That's for sure. Yeah, that's not hard to do. All right, so let me give you the, the final item, the coup de gras of clothing brand A. Okay. Okay. This, I know for sure you're going to want a pair. I guarantee you, you're going to be first in line for this. They're board shorts for audio boards. Nope. Walking they're, away now. They're, they're, they're audio board <laughs> shorts. You plug your shorts into your other equipment in a music studio. When you decide you need to go record some audio and you don't have your equipment with you, you just plug your shorts in. It's got knobs and dials built in throughout the shorts. And you can mix your own audio anytime, anywhere. No. Just no. Yes. yes. No. You know and you no. Want a pair. No. Uh, you're no, right. you I want, don't. You want two pairs. No, I honestly, three pairs. No. 
for. That's a horrible idea, Michael. It is genius. You don't have to take them off. You just plug them in. You know, that, have a that's cord. it. That's it. I'm going to start another clothing company called Clothing Company B. And you know what? Our clothes are going to be nothing because wearing nothing is better than wearing these board shorts. Are you kidding me? You're going to be so jealous of all the audio I would audio rather walk around, around naked than wear these board shorts. No, <laughs> nobody wants to see you walking around naked. And I don't you, want people plugging their random cables into my board shorts. So I'm no, not wearing no, board that, shorts. That, that's, that's bad etiquette. People know better than that. Musicians own, don't know better than that. You've you, never worked in a recording you studio. You plug your own board shorts in. And if you're eventually, we'll, we'll get to wireless board shorts. But for now, we still have the, the cable. No. Yeah. That could be awesome. No. Yeah. You're not yeah, going to so, win this campaign. Yeah. And so for Fashion Week, you're probably just going to have like the best audio engineers modeling the board shorts. It's not going to work because the best audio engineers have dignity. No, they'll work. They'll realize how cool it is. You, you keep telling yourself that doesn't make it true. You know you want a pair of audio board shorts to go no. through some, to wear over yourself cleaning underwear and wear with your tearaway shirt. There's just so much about that clothing line that screams no. Maybe I should call the clothing line yes. Is it yes, I want that. But the coolest shorts ever, audio board shorts. You might not understand yet, but once you try a pair on, you'll get it. If you say so. Perfect for the fidgeters in your life too. You could turn dials and knobs and push buttons and look at funky lights. Is that how you see us, Michael? Just people with built-in fidget spinners? No, not with spinners. With big, 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 big boards with lots of knobs and dials and funky lights. I'm still not buying a pair of the shorts, but okay. (laughs) Okay, so which item would you buy first? Um, um, I would buy the camping jacket and donate it to a homeless person. (laughs) Okay. Start saving up. It's going to be pricey. Okay. And then I'll use it as a tax write-off because I donated it to a charitable cause. <laughs> I'll make sure to register the homeless person as a, what is it, a 501c? I don't think you can register people as charities. I'm going to find a way, man. I'm sure there's a politician corrupt enough to help me pull this one off. Yeah, maybe. I mean, once you get try that camping jacket on, though, you probably will never want to take it off. Why would I try it on? I don't want to ruin it before I give it to the homeless guy. I'm just going to buy it and Because when you it. see it, you're going to go, wow. That is the most fashionable jacket I've ever seen. Oh, I'm going to have him gift wrap it so I'm not tempted. See, you're, you know you're going to be tempted because it's so awesome. Just imagine when you see the, board, the audio board shorts. Those all just burn with the hottest fire I can find. It's like you the would, one ring, Michael. You would burn good audio equipment? I would burn substandard audio equipment, but no, I would yeah. not burn good audio equipment. Yeah, then you won't burn the audio board shorts. Um, maybe. Who's the biggest name in audio boards? It's actually kind of debatable. Um... It depends on if you're going for sonic characteristics or actual overall sales. Give me high-end. Oh, I mean, high-end, a custom Rupert Neve board is going to set you out. Rob, I, don't, six I don't need to know the price. Okay, so yeah. we're going to partner with Rupert Neve to, to build these audio board shorts. Now, do you want a pair? Mm, All right, well, you think about that. It depends on how you have them priced, because if you have them priced too high, then I might as well just buy a Neve console. No, 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 they'll be affordable. I mean, you have to be able to wear them. Right, but if you're partnering with Rupert Neve, his boards are going to be high-priced anyways. So Yeah, we're going to work out a deal. We're going to bring up volume. Right, right. Don't worry. Get it all figured out. Okay. Uh, okay. Walking away skeptically. All right, well, before you walk away, that's, uh, that's it for this episode of Hypothetical. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you, Jenny. Where can uh, people find you online if you want them to find you? 
They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Inkdwell, patreon.com slash the Inkdwell, or YouTube slash C slash the Inkdwell, or on the Inkdwell slash two guys, zero planners Discord channel. Excellent. Thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it. And thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hypothetical and subscribe to hypothetical on your podcast player choice. As always, if you have any complaints about anything we discussed today, the new line of communist clothing that a certain audio producer is trying to bring into this world, you can give us a call at 937-63-HYPER. That's 937-634-9737. Or send us an email to complain at hypothetical.show. Until next time, this is Hypothetical. Hypothetical.